0: Can we pray? Though I prayed, but can we pray for the word just very briefly before God's servant comes forward? Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for your help to yield to the grace upon the word, upon your servant, upon the meeting at this hour, in this space, that I'll find help by your spirit the things you are saying at this time to say them according to the measure of grace and wisdom that you will make available and that i serve in under your servant my parents and pastors in the name of jesus thank you lord in jesus name we pray john chapter 10 um, if you are uh, privileged to listen to the meeting yesterday you would have heard, you know, mommy, first of all, and daddy. And if you ask me, like Pastor Lake said, when he was leading prayers, you know, um, things were said from the beginning to the end. So we have quite a lot of things, you know, as direction and body to pick from and minister from John chapter 10. The theme of the meeting is the great shepherd and that's making reference to our Lord Jesus Christ, John chapter 10, I read specifically verse 11. Our Lord Jesus Christ speaking, John chapter 10, verse 11. He was saying quite a lot of things about, you know, uh, you know, sheep, shepherd. Then in verse 11, he said, Jesus our Lord said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. So our Lord Jesus Christ in that instance said, I am the good shepherd. Hebrews chapter thirteen. The theme for the um, the meeting was, you know, um, gotten from Hebrews chapter thirteen, verse twenty. He said, "Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect." In every good work to do His will, working in you that which is well pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ to who whom be glory forever and ever. So in chapter ten of John verse eleven, Jesus our Lord said, "I am the good shepherd." So He is the good shepherd. Then in verse twenty of Hebrews thirteen, He said, "Now the very God of peace." that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus. And, you know, Paul in wisdom qualified him here as that great shepherd of the sheep. Now, that great shepherd of the sheep, Paul now in verse 21, further qualified, make you perfect in every good work. So one work, you know, one, you know, one thing the, the great shepherd does is he does... Good work. So Paul, in wisdom, qualified, you know, you know, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ's shepherdic ministry at this height, of course, is everlasting. You know, shepherding ministry because in that verse twenty, he said that great shepherd. You know, he said now the very God of the God of peace that brought again from the dead that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. So the great shepherd is a product of the everlasting covenant. It's the everlasting covenant of God, the God of peace that, you know, walked and in the nature in our Lord that made him that great shepherd of the sheep. But that great shepherd of the sheep in executing his office in the souls of folks in the church, brethren in the church, people who have come to light of everlasting life. Paul qualified in wisdom. He said, make you perfect in every good work. So what the great shepherd of the sheep does amongst other things is that he he does good work. Good work in this sense, not in the sense of Maybe he's doing the work of Christ. He's doing the work of everlasting life. Let's say amen. amen. But the thing that, you know, I you know, uh, feel stirred in my heart, you know, first of all, is that he is the good shepherd who is also the great shepherd that does the good work. Now, the first question for a logical mind, you understand, who just for the purpose of understanding we want to ask at what point did I become a sheep? You understand, I'm a man. Let's say, amen. amen. You know, if you if you if you're good asking questions, one beauty, beautiful thing that the Spirit of God also does in bringing understanding is it throws rhetorical questions to you in the place of reasoning, reading, studying, or inspires questions for the purpose of shedding light. So somebody will be like, "I'm a man." The Scripture says, "Man is a spirit." He has a soul and he lives in a body. So at what point did I now become a sheep or a lamb or a goat? Like that he was teaching yesterday, that I now need a shepherd. You understand? Because I'm a man, they say the the spirit is the inner man, the soul is the inward man, the body is the out. It's just a logical Question, you understand? Now, in that John chapter 10, Jesus, while talking about his shephardic strength and ministry, you know, one of the verses there, he said, The sheep heareth the voice of its master. Mommy read that yesterday night or yesterday morning. Said, this morning, earlier on, I'm, you know, Canada time, and he said, He said, A stranger's voice he will not hear. So one thing that is that you know you can, that makes that you can use to identify a sheep is that a sheep hears voice. Then another thing, you know that you can use to tell a shepherd is that a shepherd has voice. A shepherd. You know, one of the chief. If you've seen documentary, you know online, I've seen some. You know, shepherds. As a particular, you know, uh, documentary, you know, uh, that I saw some time ago. They brought, you know, many sheepfolds. They brought them together, and they brought, you know, the, the sheepfolds came from different shepherds. But the sheep, they brought them and they all mixed together, and they brought the different shepherds of so the sheep standing apart. And each of them just called out to their sheep, and their sheep went after them. I, without any means trying to separate this sheep from this sheep, they all just went to their shepherds, because the strength of shepherd is in his voice. And this, the, the, how you can tell a sheep, really, is in its ability to peak, descend, know the voice of his shepherd. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, in one God created man, you know, in his image, you understand, and he created them spirit, soul. Let's say man. In Genesis chapter 1, God created man, his spirit, soul, meaning he created man's spirit and his soul. In Genesis 2, he formed his body. Now, the truth is from the creation, when God created man, man's spirit, reading through scriptures, you know, from the Old Testament down into the New, man's spirit is light. Let's say amen. Amen. Man's spirit is light. You know, in the book of Proverbs, you understand, you know, he said in the spirit of man, is the is a candle of the lord so man's spirit is light in john um, psalms 18 you know he said "Thou would lighten my you know my candle the lord my god will enlighten my darkness my candle there is spirit so both david and solomon his son in psalms and proverbs respectively we are trying to define the nature of man's spirit and man's soul, so man's spirit is light, even though he's a man. Let's say amen. amen. Man's soul is a sheep. The way God made Adam's soul. Now, when Bible talks about sheep, it doesn't mean if you see, if they open your eyes and you see his soul, the way his soul is, you see a four-footed, you know, creature, as it were. No is Bible language, is God's language. You know, the way God created Adam and, you know, his wife's soul, when he made them from the beginning, he made the, their soul to be sheep or, you understand, the nature, the program that you can see running in a four-footed sheep on earth. It is the nature of that program in, a, in the real sense you know, for man that God used to make Adam's soul. So though he is a, his spirit is a man, is light, but his soul is a sheep, sheep of God. Let's say amen. amen. If his soul was not a sheep, the voice of the Lord God would not be walking in the garden. Because the way God made him in the beginning, God made him a, a being that can respond to voice not just voice, not just any voice, the voice of the Lord God. So the voice of the Lord God could, was walking. So he heard it at a point after he had partaken of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and he hid himself. But prior to that time, he wasn't running from the voice because he was a, a sheep of that voice. Let's say amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, he said, I am the the true shepherd. My sheep hears my voice. A stranger's voice, it will not hear. So if Adam was hearing the voice of the Lord God in Eden, it means he was a sheep of the Lord God. So in a figure, you understand, the Lord God, when God, when he created man's spirit, of course, he's a man. Just like our Lord Jesus Christ, now He's a man, you know. He's a man. If you see Him, two hands, two legs. He has a piercing in his side, holes in his hands, in his legs, you know. But the Book of Revelation, you understand, big, you know, described Him, you know, that He is a lamp. And over and over again, we've heard that He said that's a picture of His soul, a picture of His inward man. Then John. The Baptist saw him, and John kept referring to him. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the whole world, even though he was walking, because one of the you know places say, and John saw him walking and said, Behold the Lamb of God. Obviously, not his body. John saw his soul. You understand? Our Lord Jesus Christ. So the way God made man originally in the beginning, because Adam was made with, you know, putting him in the garden, he was an everlasting man. Let's say amen. So if he was an everlasting man, he must have been a sheep of a pasture of the Lord God. The pasture of the Lord God was that garden. Everything in that garden was where the, the domain of feeding that the Lord God you know, raised him to come and eat. So he was a sheep that he could hear the voice of the Lord God because the strength of a sheep is his ability to hear the voice of each shepherd. So the first shepherd, as it were, on earth was the Lord God. He was the first shepherd, and the first sheep was Adam and his wife, because they were everlasting souls. Let's say amen. They were sheep. Now, in that John 20, mommy read it, and he was telling Peter, feed my lamb, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Milk, you know, a lamb is fed with milk very well, you understand, until they begin to give him meat, That will turn that lamb to a sheep, which, you know, is Christ. Then you bring everlasting life, which is strong meat that will turn Christ to, you understand, an everlasting man. But our Lord used the picture of, you know, lamb, sheep, and sheep. But the question I asked is, at what point, you understand, did we, you know, was man a sheep? At the point of creation. Man was a sheep, the original man, the first man. Now, when people give back to kids, to children, and the spirit soul comes from heaven, the soul that comes, comes, you understand, as a lamb. He's a, he's a lamb. an innocent, having not learned anything here or anything there. But the system here... There are things here, and those things came in from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which Adam ate into. Now that Adam's spirit died because of his disobedience. God told him in Genesis 2:16, 17: In the day you eat this, you will die. So his spirit died, but his sheepish nature remained. He could still hear God even after he fell. That sheepish nature, it remained. Let's say it remained. If it it didn't hear God's voice, then we know he has changed. He's changed completely. But he could still hear the voice of the Lord. Only that a strange thing had been introduced and he was afraid. But he was still a sheep of the Lord God. Now, when children are born, there is something that fell into the human race. For Adam, it killed their spirit. It fell into their soul as a seed, but it did not grow. But with time, it touched bodies. So when people are born, children are born, that thing, that seed, you understand, begins to intermingle. You understand? both from things without... And taints, you know, the, the seed that has even touched down as far as man's body and begins to corrupt the sheepish nature, or the lambish, the lamb. Now, lamb has two extremes. The beginning is a lamb. The end product is a lamb. The beginning, like mommy Ellen said, is a lamb that is a baby that needs milk. But the one that will end up on the throne is lamb. Which is somebody that has entered eternal life. So it's like lamb, milk, Christ, everlasting. By the time you should be on the throne, you should be like a lamb that Degoke has taught that if he who is the only begotten is a lamb, that who is, is his father? That said. He said the father, God himself, is the lamb. So all of those who end on, on the throne as eternal life will be lamb, meaning advanced sheep that have become lamb, as it were. But I want to talk about, you understand, you know, how did God's nature come in? In Isaiah chapter 11, can you give me Isaiah chapter 11? I begin to round up. It just I'm just provoking our thoughts. So that our hungers will hang in the air, you understand, like to the Lord. And, you know, you know, stir things, pull things from the Lord through daddy-oyego key. Let's say amen. amen. In Isaiah chapter 11, can you give me maybe from, if you read from verse 1, it was talking about this, you know, seven spirit of the Lord resting on our Lord. It will make him, you know, not judge, verse 3, after the hearing of his ears, seeing of his eyes, but with righteousness he will judge. Then verse 6, give me verse 6, you know, he um, said, the wolf also will dwell with the lamb. Now, it's as a result of, you know, you know the seven spirit acting on the Lord. Then he began to talk about natures. Now all these natures are natures in man. or natures that men eventually have in their soul. He said, the wolf also will dwell with the lamb. And the leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead lead them. So the question will be, how did the wolf nature show up? How, you know, did leopard show up? It is that seed of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Though the, 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 the uh, animal that, you know, hung on the tree that was known to have first eaten the tree is a serpent, but that seed has potential to scatter lambic nature, to scatter sheepish nature. It is that seed that brought forth the beasts, it is that seed that brought forth the false prophet that looked like a lamb with two horns. It is that seed that brought diverse natures that are not natures of lamb or sheep or and sheep. So the reason for the gospel is to correct natures that are contrary from the nature that God originally intends. Let's say amen. amen. The reason why the Lord is doling out light, the reason for the milk of the word is, you know, to correct nature at a level. The reason for, you understand, you know, meat of the word is to further correct nature. The reason for strong bit of the word, the everlasting life, is to further again correct nature. And they are correcting it in one direction. To become a lamb, to become a sheep, and to become a sheep to eventually land on the throne with the lamb of God. Let's say amen. Amen. So in rounding up, he said, the God of peace that brought again from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, Make you par- perfect. He's talking about a church that is using, you know, you know, t- stepping into zones of everlasting life. He said the the high priest, who is the great shepherd, would make them perfect. Now, you know, while that ministered earlier on, you know, this evening, you know, these thoughts played in my heart of things that he has taught before. Now, if he is that, the great shepherd, then there means there is a small shepherd. By comparison, there won't be if there is no nothing small, they won't say so, something else is great. Now you remember that he has thoughts, you understand? Sin and death, you understand, is small death. Hell and death is great death. So uh, if he is the great shepherd in as an everlasting life priest, then a priest is a small shepherd. Let's say amen. If he's a great shepherd in the most holy as an everlasting life priest, then the priest is a small shepherd in the holy place. Then the outer court, you understand, should be a shepherd. So it means the tabernacle is designed from beginning to the end to walk on souls, to be, you know, God's... How do you qualify, you know, sheep... Lamb, how do you qualify them in the animal kingdom? What do they call all of them? Flock. So the tabernacle is designed for God's flock from realm to realm. So the wisdom of God in the gospel, the wisdom for fivefold is that the Lord, you know, wants to, you know, raise You understand? You know, I remember years ago, Daddy taught that the outer courts, which is Levitical, you understand, by the time you get to the veil of the outer court, that's the peak of you find five pillars. You say that's the five-fold ministry. That they are they are not yet priests, but they are Levites, as it were. But they can shepherd. Provides shepherdic, you know, you know, you know, oversight over souls. So the reason for every office at each realm of the tabernacle is to keep causing, you know, souls to be conforming to the flock nature at every realm of the tabernacle. Now the Lord in His wisdom, you know, true Pastor Jeff, you understand, and the team in Canada is called for a feast tagged the dots. Great Shepherd, and over the years, the Lord through His servant and our, His handmaiden and our pastors have fed us. They fed us. You understand? You know, from you know milk, they fed us to meat. both the level of Christ that is faith, that is hope, that is charity, and they brought us into things everlasting, the things of the Great Shepherd, and even you know, you know, you know focusing on things of the eternal God. I want us to pray. Before Brother Larry comes, my time is up, that the Lord would, you know, use the avenue of the meeting tonight to raise our awareness in knowledge of the great shepherd. That it will not just be okay. That you understand. Okay, is the great high priest. Is that great high priest? Is the good shepherd? But we will come into descending judgment, into descending knowledge, into a relative understanding of who that great shepherd is. And peradventure, if we are in you know levels in our journey, that is not yet, you understand, as high as the, the great shepherd, that the Lord would help us. Whether it's in the holy place, it's in the outer courts, that the Lord would define the shepherdic ministry to us from all sides, with all wisdom. Can we go ahead and pray in the name of Jesus? Everyone, can we go ahead and pray that Maragalaga teka Maraga Laga tata. We are praying, oh God, that you would you would answer questions of our hearts, that you would open scriptures, that you will shed light, that you will cause you know all scripture about the shepherdic you know you know strength of our Lord from the outer courts to the holy place to the most holy, you will cause light to shed, you will cause light To beam, you would open our eyes, you will cause us to prosper. That by the end of this meeting, this convention, this year, we would have come into awareness and great awareness of all shepherdic realms of our Lord Jesus.